You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. (laughs) Hope y'all enjoy. We all know that self-discipline is a major piece of success in your life. But this week on Carly's Couch, we talk about how to approach it from a place of self-acceptance instead of shame. Oh, Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited like to get into this one. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like it's going to be interesting. Um, how you feeling today, Carly? You know, I'm a little sleepy today. Um, grateful. Yeah, I got facts. super productive, but I'm so tired. Like, I definitely took a nap before <laughs> we started filming. So <laughs> Yeah, I've been sleeping for two days, so I feel you on that. Um, how about you? Besides pretty tired, good. Tired? <laughs> yeah, I'm tired, and um, I am, what's a good adjective for, like, on, I'm not on edge, but I'm, like, waiting. Um, I got a couple of notifications for invoices and, like, for the direct deposit, and I'm like, so when's it going to be in my account? So I'm sitting here like, please don't let this have went to the wrong place or something because, you know, me, I got so many things planned. <laughs> Over the next couple weeks, I'm like, ooh, I'm going to be messed up if uh, y'all don't come through. So I am waiting for some things, but we about to be turned up. I'm excited. Um, things are going pretty well right now, so I would say that life is good. Um, but today I was thinking about the idea of self-discipline, um, kind of because I was thinking about our last week's episode. We are talking about lessons in business, and I want to say it might have been while I was like sitting on the couch, like not doing my work, like looking at my to-do list, like, yeah, I'm about to take this nap. That made me think about self-discipline, and I picked up my phone to, like, start trying to write some notes for the episode, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this later. <laughs> so, but when I got up, I then I um, kind of was looking into some things, and I ran across, actually, some information that was a little different than I expected, so I was excited for that because I think that today we'll be able to have a discussion that's framed a little bit differently instead of it's just like, okay, do the thing that you're supposed to do. Um, you know, self-discipline is... I would say like a hard thing to kind of process sometimes because it's like, all right, like, you know, you want to do something, but like, how do you actually really start doing it? And mm-hmm. it can be very frustrating um, and very cyclical in process. So interested in, in talking about that today. Yeah, I was excited when I was hearing it's a lens through self-acceptance. Um, and so I'm excited to explore that, but it made me think about something in the episode last week. That, you know, if you look at everything through a lens of all your decisions you make are either helping you or hurting you. Like, you're either making a decision mm-hmm. that builds you up and loves on you or not. And so, kind of excited to to see what the self-acceptance piece is for self-discipline. Mm-hmm. But what would you say self-discipline is? Um, when I think about self-discipline, I think about having mastery over the self. I think about um, it being, hey, knowing what I want to do trusting what I know I need to do and actually getting it done. So for me, it's like uh, self-discipline is like following through with what you say you're going to do or what you think you should do. Um, and I actually feel like it is kind of a like a character trait or maybe it's not necessarily a character trait, but like it says a lot about people's character. Like I know um, that I am drawn to or admire when I see somebody who is, like, uh, very self-disciplined, whether it's like, yeah, I go to the gym every day at 5 a.m., or even if it's, like, um, and this is an example in my own life, for somebody to, to be able to have a conversation, and, and it's like, yeah, you know, I don't really see this us being in a relationship, and they're like, well, you know what, let's, let's just be friends, and they actually stick to it, and, like, seeing other people have boundaries, and seeing other people say they're going to do a thing, and they actually do it, and I'm always mm-hmm. like, wow, I really admire that, I think that's really 
cool. I think that says a lot about your character. And I think it kind of shows that like you can kind of, that person feels in control or seems to me like they're in control of like the things that are happening to them. That's what I think about when I think about self-discipline. What about you? Pretty similar in the sense of like, if you is doing the thing you said you're going to do Mm -hmm. um, is the, is the most boiled down thing I can think of. But what you're saying, and I really like that is like, you know, um, maybe not a character trait, but someone who's very self-aware, you know, knows how they show up, knows all that, and, and are able to just, I don't know, move like themselves Basically, in a situation. Well, and I would say less about like being themselves, but more so like people who actually do things that they say they yeah. do. Um, or like they just have good habits. To me, I think they, that a person must have good self-discipline if they, if they have good habits. Um, and uh, maybe, actually maybe that's part of what we'll, change and reframe because we shouldn't if we are having trouble with a thing not necessarily think like dang i'm not a good person because Mm -hmm. i can't do that but i do i do view those people as like they got something going on over there and i need some of the secret sauce yeah that discipline is sexy first of all but Mm -hmm. um it's also inspiring and the other thing i thought about was it's able to delay gratification so like um i feel like that's a lot of times where people falter when it comes to self-discipline it's like yeah i'm gonna not eat x but then you yeah then you go ahead and eat (laughs) x and then so um it's delaying that instant gratification so so setting yourself up for a way where you are able to do those things. Mm -hmm. And then some other things that I just saw that I liked, um, self-discipline is the ability to do what you should be doing. Like that's very simple to understand. Another thing I thought that was very simple to understand was self-discipline is the key between goals defined and goals accomplished. So like Mm. we could talk about goals all day. We could talk about what we want to do. Like I could be every day on this podcast talking about how I'm trying to eat better or whatever, but without the self-discipline, there's nothing actually happening. Um, and there's no progress to actually accomplish the things that I'm thinking I want to do. Right. And that's the hard part about self-discipline is that we're going to beat ourselves up about it. And it's like, oh, man, as I mean, this ice cream or whatever. And so, like, that's what we want to try to look at today. Um, and you had another one as yeah, well. The other one is um, a framework in which you live your life um, that helps you do all the things that you want to do. And so mm-hmm. it's being prepared and making sure you do you have the forethought to know that you need to set yourself up for success and we can kind of dive into that too but that's also discipline Mm -hmm. making sure that you're able to do those things yeah I agree where would you say in your life you have the most self-discipline with what types of things and Um, and also like how do they make you feel because I think that's the biggest thing to consider too is like how we feel when we're like really on our stuff and being disciplined I think the easiest place for me is like working out. Like I, yeah. I don't need anybody to tell me that I do it consistently and have for years. Um, and it makes me feel so strong and confident and consistent. And it really feels like, um, what's the way it feels like I can depend on myself. Like I trust myself because I know that I'm going to do the things I say I'm going to do, even when I don't want to. And that like builds a layer of confidence and trust in myself. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, for me, I actually, when I was thinking about, what my answer would be for this question. I actually don't feel like I'm like a hundred percent self-disciplined in any one place consistently like that. But that's because I also like, I don't always do the, you know, certain things every single day, but I think in general, like I consistently um, when it comes to like business and getting things done and being organized, um, I think I'm very self-disciplined there, like with knowing what needs to get done, when it needs to get done, who's doing what, Mm -hmm. um, knowing what's coming up. Like I'm not, even if I might not get 
things done like weeks earlier. Like I, I you know, everything is laid out appropriately. So I would say that's one of the best uh, places where I'm self-disciplined. And I just feel happier because, you know, I'm, I'm not stressed because I'm a little bit more in control in that space. Um, I have more energy because it's like I already know what's coming up or what's going on. So I'm not like always like frantic, like trying to figure things out all the time. Mm, and I like talking about the feelings of this, too, because that is so true. Um, where do you think you have the least self-discipline in your life? And then on the opposite mm. side of that, like, how does that make you feel? Um, the first thing I can think about, like, right now currently would be around food. Um, when I am in the house and, like, Uber eating all the time or, like, like order pizza today for lunch or whatever, I'll, I always still am like... And I, I could get something else or I should do something else. But also, like, I don't be knowing what else to do. And I'm not trying to cook something. Um, but I, I start to feel, like, kind of, like, in a little spiral. Like, oh, I beat myself up when I'm eating stuff that I feel like is not the best decision of things to eat. Um, outside of that, I kind of have low self-discipline. Um, I want to say, not, like, in relationships in general, but, like, uh, within the confines of um, spending time in romantic like type relationships or dating, um, I kind of, I feel like I kind of just like let stuff slide and like I don't know I just I just don't be caring and I be letting I be doing things all willy nilly and it's like whatever. I also don't feel super bad about them until I until there's some consequences, but I'm always like okay I need to be more like straightforward cut and dry about certain things and, and how I approach them and I guess that was kind of broad because I ain't trying to be like super exactly <laughs> all in my business but um for sure there, there are some other places too mm. this one was actually kind of hard for me because I feel like I'm pretty disciplined um in general which is great I guess that makes me feel good about myself but there are two that kind of popped up first so the first one is thoughts um like breaking negative thought patterns and like beating myself up like I'm you know, if you haven't listened to the podcast, you know, if you haven't, that's something I've struggled with and been working on for a very, very long time. Um, and so it's better, but it's not where I'd like it to be. So mm -hmm. um, working on that, because then it just begets this vicious cycle of you continuing to beat up on yourself or beating up on yourself. And that's that sounds crazy. Um, but then also I, I put off activities that like I. So, for example, if I plan to get something done because I know it's due in two weeks and I'm like, OK, I'm going to do this when it comes to it. I'm like. No, I don't want to do that right now. It ain't yeah, for two weeks. And then I don't do it. And so it's like either I can stop lying to myself and doing that or like be more disciplined and actually get things done when I like those things done when I say I'm going to. Because it always gets done. But and like, we got a tip for that later, too, actually. Oh, good. But then like, you know, if it's on my calendar and it's not due mm -hmm. for two weeks, I'm like, why am I wasting my time with this right mm -hmm. now? Yeah, I, that's a lot of folks, I think. Um, and, and people always say, like, the longer deadline you give yourself, the more you just, like, are waiting to start. Mm -hmm. um, but we'll come back to that because I actually, man, it might have been a year or two ago now that I had a conversation with my therapist about that. And I remember, like, what she was telling me about that. And then also I saw something in, in preparing for the episode around it as well. Um, but let's now, so considering how we said we feel, right, like, you're beating yourself up, you feel kind of like stressed out, maybe anxious when you are kind of outside of that space where you're not having self-discipline, you mm -hmm. are, you know, doing things for instant gratification and you, you know, you shouldn't. So there's always like this little disconnect you kind of feel. Um, but notice like if it seems like it's very connected to shame a lot of times, or like we connect a lot of shame in these places where we might not have the self-discipline we want to have. Um, like we said, a couple episodes ago where it's like you get tired of being like, yeah, I'm going to wake up every day and do this and you never do it or you never meditate. And, you know, we just keep saying we want to do these things and don't do it. And the longer we go, it just feels 
like it, it just wears at us. So um, I was reading an article that we'll share. It was called because I wrote it down here. It was called um, if self-discipline feels difficult, you're doing it wrong. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting because I think about self-discipline as being like something like kind of hard and you got to make yourself do stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but one of the things he talked about in there was uh, a classical approach to self-discipline. And I think that is when I, I was starting to look into this, how I was viewing self-discipline and that includes like self-denial. So like, you know, you're denying like what you really want to do, which is eat this ice cream or whatever, um, emotional dysfunctions, um, self-destruction. And we equal, we equate that with self-discipline. Um, so one thing he was like, okay, um, willpower is different from self-discipline and you can't just willpower your way mm -hmm. through stuff. It like, it doesn't, not that it doesn't work, but it doesn't last. It's not good for like a long time. So he was like, okay, cool. You can will yourself to go to the gym if you don't really feel like it, you know, for a few days. And, and this is for people at the beginning of the year too, you know how folks do, but unless the gym ends up feeling good to you, you don't keep going. Um, so he's like, you eventually lose motivation when you run out of that willpower and all of that same way about like drinking, smoking, anything you're trying to do, right. You could stop it for a little bit, but as soon as you're like, all right, this, like, you're not feeling any better for not doing it, or, or you're not getting the results you really are looking for, you eventually go back to it. And so it's saying that when you look at self-discipline in that way, like you're kind of like, well, let me just deprive myself of a thing. Um, or try to move through things with willpower, even if it's not really making you feel that great, um, you just tend to bring a lot more shame your way. Does that seem accurate to you? Absolutely. I was about to say, yeah, that makes complete sense. And um, feeling like like you're failing because you're trying to force your way through something mm -hmm. that you're not seeing dividends from, like, absolutely. I think we've all been there. Yeah, and I was thinking about examples of myself and, like, you know how it's hard to explain sometimes when, when we've told our stories about, like, yeah, all of a sudden I was, like, able to wake up at 5 a.m. easily, like, and w after complaining about it for so, so long. And that was so much, like, shame and, like, trying to, like, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, or, like, dang, I'm not doing it and I still stay in bed. And then all of a sudden, and we'll talk about this other kind of way of looking at it, but like all of a sudden when you separate, um, you know, not being a good person with that habit or whatever, it's like it's easier to kind of fall into it. Um, and also for me, like with the gym, I had to have a an accountability partner by having like a trainer that I actually had to go meet. But then once I start seeing the results, then that's what made me want to go. So like if you're just going by yourself a few times, of course, like you're kind of going to be over it and it's easy to fall off. Um, so that's where later on, like other tips come in that can help you stay, excuse me, stay on that path. Um, one of the things he said, too, was if it feels difficult, you're doing it wrong. So what he was saying with that was, OK, we all know like those business guru, gurus and people who are like, yeah, you know, I'm up at five every day. I meditate for four hours and then oh I write God. for two hours. Then I take my kids to school and blah, 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 blah. Um, and the difference with that is like all of those people who talk like that, they love that shit like they love doing it just like now. And I, I, when I read that, I was like, oh, yeah, because now I'll be like, yeah, I like getting up in the morning <laughs> and doing all the things. So that's a whole different like mindset shift than before when it was like, oh, I don't you know, it's hard to get up and I'm not looking forward to working, blah, blah, blah. So like those people love that and they like that. So you kind of have to think about the idea that, OK, how can we get to where whatever places we want to improve our self-discipline or cultivate that? that we are getting some kind of results that feel good, that make us like actually start to like that thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's really kind of the key for it. So you're not beating yourself up. 
So a new way to look at it is self-discipline through self-acceptance. So you're not focusing on willpower. So step one, Carly, I'm going to let you go through step one for that. Okay. Um, So step one of self-discipline through self-acceptance. So we're putting willpower to the side and we're learning how to de-link, like unlink our personal feelings from our failings from moral failings. So meaning like, oh, I didn't get up this morning. I'm not a good person. Or I had that donut. I said I wasn't going to eat no sugar. Uh-huh. I'm a terrible person. So instead of owning those things, you're accepting that, you know, so if you cave in into an indulgence, it doesn't automatically make you a bad person. And you're recognizing that, you know, we can have indulgences and you're letting yourself be human. So I think the first part of self-discipline is like knowing what you want and then looking at areas when you might fall short and like not judging yourself from there, but maybe looking more into how you can set yourself up for success. Yeah, catch what you're saying. So, like, if I'm waking up and it's like, ugh, I never get up on time. Man, I'm so terrible. Like, this is, I'm trash. You know what I mean? Like, you can catch those thoughts and that that lets you know you're linking this habit or this behavior with um, your, like, character, who you are, and you're a bad person, and that's not true. Like, everybody likes to sleep. Um, everybody likes to eat ice cream. Everybody likes these things. So the more easily you're able to to kind of be like, yeah, man, I, I love sleep. Um, like you're not looking at it from shame. But what you have to do next, though, is like once you kind of separate it so that you can kind of start to resolve the areas of shame. And also maybe something you talk to like a therapist or somebody Please else about. Do. Like that's not an easy thing to mm-hmm. separate it. Um, but for our listeners, I, I know you guys hear us talk all the time about being aware. So I would say start paying attention to how you talk to yourself when you are outside of those areas of self-discipline. And you'll start to notice that. Um, but then you could create situations that provide greater emotional benefits around doing the desired behavior. So it's less about focusing on what you're not doing and more so focusing on like what you are doing. Um And I'm trying to, let me make sure that makes sense. So, like, even with the waking up, for me, um, I guess when I started, like, getting up and, like, being the person that I just wanted to be, like, I just saw so many more benefits to my day. Like, I'm starting the day on my time. I get a slower start to the day. I'm not just jumping right into work. Um, more, more time to set the day up, have, be in control, blah, blah, blah. Like, everything felt better. It felt smoother. And so I'm able to focus on those good things that makes it easier for me to get up and do that. I'm not thinking about how hard it is to get up. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also so let me let me talk through another way just to make sure we're good. So let's say I want to start eating healthier and then like I'm feeling like a terrible person because I'm not eating healthy and I'm judging myself because I'm on Uber Eats and all that stuff. So once I learn like, okay, I'm not a bad person. I just, you know, I'm not in the best situation. I figure, okay, well, why do I want to eat healthier? Because I want to feel more energized every single day. Because I want to feel better, you know, and not bloated every day. And I want to feel good. And I want, you know, to save money for other things and not just Uber Eats fees and stuff like that. And so then it becomes a little bit easier to maybe get my meal prep from, you know, buy it from somebody else as opposed to, you know, just waiting till the last Mm -hmm. minute and do stuff. Yeah, think about why you want to do the things. Like, I feel better because of xyz um and then you kind of stop lying to yourself about like not wanting it like it's not about not wanting to eat the junk food but man i feel so much better when i eat this salad with chicken instead of eating um this gravy smothered fried chicken like and it's still good and you're discovering new things whatever it may be right and so it really is kind of a shift um in your mind with that so 
that was just an interesting way. And we'll link the the article because I think if you read that article, he does give like a few more examples and, you know, the way he um, writes it out. And it's by uh, Mark Manson, which what which book did he also write? I want to say he wrote um, um, Fuck Yourself or something. One of those books. Oh, like probably. That. that sounds familiar. Um, Something. He wrote another book, though, that, that I do remember enjoying. So like his style in this article is pretty cool. Um, but it's called, again, If Self-Discipline Feels Difficult, You're Doing It Wrong. Um, and that'll give you even more insight to this idea of how to reframe self-discipline so that you're doing things that you like, not trying to avoid what you don't like. And so once you've separated yourself um, from being a failure and, and all of that shame <laughs> that comes with us having these big idealized versions of ourselves that sometimes we fall short of, because, mm -hmm. of course, we're human. Um, here are a couple of other ways to continue that momentum and setting yourself up for success. Yeah. Some of the keys to cultivating better self-discipline. The first one is for sure knowing your strengths and weaknesses. So know yourself if you know, like, all right, I know I'm. Uh, week for sugar like that helps you to know like how you need to rearrange things um, that shows you where you might need to focus or where you might need to practice because you can't overcome those um, those flaws those weaknesses if weaknesses if you don't know what they are so be honest with yourself about like where you flourish and then where you might need a little bit more help yeah, because if you don't own it, you are never going to be able to, like, get past that. Um, another one is to set clear goals and have an execution plan. And so making sure it's like your your treasure map to get to where you want to be, because if you don't know where you're going, it'll be much harder to get mm -hmm. there. So setting out your goals, like if you want to see more sales, maybe that means you're actually writing those blog posts, actually doing those calls, like actually reaching out to those people you're supposed to follow up with. And that can kind of help you guide throughout your day. Yeah, you got to know where you need to be disciplined also. Um, another one is... Pay attention to how you succeed. So similar to that first one where it's like know your strengths and weaknesses. If I recognize like, you know what? I always get the best, do my best work. And it's like the most creative and like comes out with ease out of my mind in the morning. Um, then set your day up that way. Mm -hmm. So don't start the day like, oh, I'm gonna watch this movie. Because especially being on your own time, like I could do that. And every once in a while, I will just be like flip the whole day. But then it never seems as productive also. So like know how you succeed. If you're like, man, I'm the most productive between 9 and 11, then with your coworkers or whatever, make sure you get stuff knocked out then and then plan your time around the water cooler in the afternoon. Or if you're working at home, like, okay, watch your shows after lunch and, like, you know, do things differently so that you do maximize how you know you need to work. Um, and that could be different for everybody. Like, there's certain types of things. Maybe, um, you know, okay, I work better when I say, you know what, I'm going to work on this for an hour instead of being like, I'm going to get this report finished. Mm -hmm. so like, little things like that. Like, if I know how I work um, and can be more productive, then I can do things in a, in a way that works for me because everybody doesn't uh, look at things the same way. Everybody's not productive in the same way. Mm -hmm. And that would work. That would goes for like working out and stuff too. If you don't like working out at five in the yeah. morning, don't do that. Yeah, I switched up. <laughs> I used to always go at five, um, and I thought I just could, would never be able to do the evenings because I'm like by the end of the day, and and willpower does deplete. Like scientifically, mm -hmm. your willpower depletes. That's why I know by two o'clock I'll be like, mm, this certain stuff <laughs> is not getting done, right? And and that's kind of what we're talking about. Is like get that stuff done first. Um, but now it's like okay, now if I'm having my workouts in the evening. I'm recognized like, oh, I can do this. This is really cool because then like that's the end of my day. And that does still work for me. Um, and now I don't necessarily have to wake up at 5 a.m., but I'm still getting up early, getting work done during my most productive time. Because I also found like when I used to get up for work, um, for working out at 5 a.m., 
really, by the time I'm done working out, come home, shower, blah, 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 I'd be, like, tired and really kind of didn't really want to do my work for real. Like, sometimes I wouldn't even start working till, like, 10 or 11, even though it's like, okay, I got up so early, so I didn't like that either. So you still got to figure out what works for you. Yeah, that doesn't work for me either because I'd be exhausted. Um, So do that, and then also surround yourself with – accountability partners and people who can, you know, keep you on the path, can ask you questions about what you're doing. If it's a workout partner, if it's, you know, Mm -hmm. like your assistant or somebody with you throughout the day, because it's a lot easier whenever you know that people are about to ask you about it or or they're waiting on you to show up for them Mm -hmm. doing stuff like that. Yeah. For me, that's why I was working out. Like I like working out, but I won't do it if I don't have a person. So that's why I'll have like tennis classes because I got to be there a certain time or my trainer or even right now for January. Um, like if if you might see on Twitter, like when I was like, yeah, I'm not going to have sugar um, and process sugars this month. And so one of my connections will be like, all right, where we at with this? Let's be accountable this month. And they be tweeting me like, all right, you still not eating sugars. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I haven't yet. So, you know, it's nice to to just have somebody who knows what you're doing and to help you remember and help you stay on it. Like, OK, let me get this done. For me, of course, you need to still be able to, like, do it on your own. It is self-discipline. But it's helpful if you can still be accountable to somebody else to, to create these habits. Um, another thing that might sound pretty simple. Actually, this one is kind of simple, honestly. And it does work. Remove temptations. Mm-hmm. So it's easier to be self-disciplined if you don't have easy access. So there was a time that I took off um, a time. that took off, like, Grubhub and Uber Eats and all that off my phone. And then I was like, dang, every time I try to go get some, I was like, well, <laughs> let me go see what's in the kitchen. Or taking out certain snacks or, like, you know, when you go grocery shopping, don't get certain things. Um, And it's just, even if it's just the smallest change, you know, to to not have cookies in the house or whatever, I mean, you can't eat them if you don't have them. So remove certain temptations um, or even, like, taking notifications off your phone, too, because everything's not just, like, food and working out. But, like, there's so many things. Maybe take somebody's number out of your phone that you keep Mm. hitting up from back in the day Mm. or, you know what I mean? Or them. Yeah, that's hard. Um. (laughs) That's hard, though, because you're like, damn, well, if they do hit me, I want to know they hit me. I'm just not going to say nothing back. But, like, there's people I know, like, I ain't talked to in months. But if they hit me up, I'm probably going to be like, oh, hey, like, just like a little whatever. And I have no self-discipline and be mad later. But um, that's another story. But remove temptation. And then practice daily diligence. So think about those things you can do every single day and do that because – like that builds momentum, gives you confidence, makes you feel good about it. Can you wake up early? Can you, we talked about doing cold showers. Can you meditate every day? Mm-mm. Can you, whatever your thing is, like start to build that momentum. Yeah, shout out Ambrose, but I ain't take another cold shower in my life Bro, after I that have. week. Bro, I've been, and it is so hard in the winter. I can't do it. And we don't even have real winter. I'm, I'm good. Bro. Maybe one day. I don't know, but I'm good on that. Um, but I like that idea of of making things kind of smaller and easier too. Because if you think about it, every time you try to go too hard, like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym every day. I'm going to run 10 miles every day. Like, you just, after a week or two, it's a wrap. And and you're setting yourself up. So, like, that just puts you back in the cycle. So just do a little bit. Just a little bit will work. Um, another one is start with the big things first. Like I said, um, willpower, willpower depletes over time. So, like, even looking at to-do lists or with your productivity or, you know, anything that you need to focus on or prioritize in your life, do those things first. Attack that stuff so you don't let your day get filled up with all the little bitty, like, responding to emails and, you know, little stuff that's not as important. And then stop going against the grain. So, for example, if you struggle with procrastination, 
um, instead of continuing to beat yourself up and, you know, just struggling with that all the time and being late or whatever, like, see if it's something you can pay somebody else to do. See if you can get it off your plate, if you can delegate it, if mm -hmm. you can, you know, have somebody else do it. Like, figure out what you can automate in your life so that you don't have to continue doing it. Okay, so this connects back to what you were saying earlier. Because um, I have the same issue, right? A little bit less now, actually, now I think about it. But um, we talked before on the podcast a lot about how it's like, even just like respond to an email. Sometimes you'd be like, man, I don't respond to this email. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even have that anymore. I don't even know what was wrong with that. Now, if I just don't respond, it's because I need to look at more things or I need to leave it there till I get, you know, the time to do it for real. But um, I remember talking to my therapist about that. Like, man, like, I just feel like I should be getting stuff done, like, more early. And, and it feels like it's just, like, all piling up on me last minute. And... And she kept telling me, like, okay, but is is it getting done? And, like, even how you, I heard you say earlier, like, yeah, it gets done, but blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, it gets done, but it should get done earlier, and then I could do more things. Like, I'm <laughs> still like, so, I, you know, if I got it done, I could be on to the next, you know, making more calls, doing more whatever. She was like, yeah, but if it's getting done, like, also it might not be worth, like, stressing yourself out over it. Um, so for folks who kind of are like that like if you find yourself being a procrastinator you wait to the last minute but you're one of those people who's like yeah I wait to the last minute but I always get it done and like like me in grad school like I said I stayed up um no I went to sleep one night woke up in the morning wrote a 12 page paper and got an A <laughs> and I was like okay like that was so my heart was like beating the whole hour I wrote the whole 12 pages however it was fire <laughs> um and I, it did what it needed to do. So, like, one of the things is, like, okay, if you're getting the results, like, sometimes you don't have to be as pressed about it. But also outside of that, um, that is also a good thing to think about. Like, can somebody else do that? Um, and so in business also, I actually think maybe that's part of why I'll deal with that a little bit less because now that I have folks working with me and my business on the team that, like, actually know the business, um, they can talk about things, they can talk to external people, right? It used to be a time where everybody was kind of, you know, they had their tasks, but they weren't like they can speak for the whole like business type thing. Um, but now a few of them can. So like I can very easily um, I can see I got an email and be like, hey, be brief, can you answer that? You know, and like trust that she got it and that they can do it. So consider that too, where you can delegate things um, in places where it's just like really, really like hurting you in the chest to complete it. And the last one is forgive yourself and move forward. You're human whenever you fall short. Learn from it. Keep it moving. Like, give yourself some space and grace. Um, life is entirely too short to spend it beating yourself up. So do less yeah. of that. Yeah. Less, so let's think about how we can separate um, the shame from the things that where we places where we might fall short, even where we know we need to do something different. And think about what we can do, like how we can feel good about doing the opposite thing, right? So try to catch yourself this week. Think about those thoughts. Think about... Um, right now, like, all right, what are some places where, you know, you need to have more self-discipline or or places where you want to do better? Um, and now thinking about some of these tips and things we talked about in this episode, how can we reframe it um, so that you're kind of stepping into being that person instead of always being in a cycle of like falling apart because of something you didn't do? Um, that's uh, what I hope that you guys got out of this episode and just thinking about it a different way, because it's real easy to be like, OK, to do something, you just got to do it. And <laughs> And, like, you do, but, like, why, how, you know, what makes that easier? Um, so this was kind of helpful for me. And, again, check out the show notes to read that article um, on how to kind of separate the shame from self-discipline. 
Yeah, and it's helpful for me, too, because it can feel better. Like, stuff gets done, but I can just stop beating myself up about it, you know, and mm-hmm. just enjoy, like, getting it done. It's so funny. My therapist actually asked the same question. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, all right, you, you tripping, but did it get finished? Like, all right, that's it. Then. Yeah, and I think in general, <laughs> also, we, I think we're always asking ourselves, well, not always, but, like, people like us, like, people who are always, like, want to be better and do this and do that and grow it's like we're always asking ourselves, like, how can we do something else? But I think we need to spend more time thinking about how great we are, like, do things. Like, like we said at the beginning, I wanted to start and talking about, like, where do we have self-discipline? Because in places where I used to complain about not having any, I'm like, man, I'm, like, actually super organized. I'm, like, super on point with a lot of things. Or to hear other people say that about me where I'm like, oh, I always feel like I'm not organized. I was like, dang, I am really organized now. Like, that's something that has grown, and now I need to mentally catch myself up to recognize, like, oh, I'm good here. Or with getting up, getting things done, I'm good here. Even if I take a two-hour nap like I did in the middle of the day today, it's like, but I'm good. Like, I know the things I need to get done will get done before they need to be done. Um, so giving yourself not just the grace but, like, acknowledgement for all the things that you are getting done, the fact that you are going to the gym at least a couple times a week or whatever it might be. Um, So remember that as well, that you're probably not doing as bad as you might be thinking you are, um, and it's not worth beating yourself up. Nah, go ahead and big up yourself, celebrate (laughs) yourself, work on that. Um, Hit us at Carly's Couch, let us know. Kind of what it stood out to on the uh, in the episode to you and some, maybe some takeaways and if you have any of your own tips for self discipline. This week we do have a shout out. So shout out to Nick Brooks. He was on episode seventy four, Alchemy and Storytelling, and <clears throat> excuse me, he's having a book signing here in LA on Sunday, January 29th for his book the promise boys and it's at the grove um at barnes and noble so go support nick go buy the book um it's about young black and brown men at a charter school like a private charter school in dc and i think the principal gets murdered and it's like a who done it but also like a treasure hunt type of thing so he got a lot going on it's a good great like youth uh young adult book yeah if you're in the los angeles area um you can check the show notes for that link to um it's free to come to it but you can sign up to join us at barnes and nobles to support nick and his new book which is sounds pretty cool sounds like uh it's up my alley right i was about to to read that like is it fiction but you said murder people and i was like oh probably fiction hopefully (laughs) (laughs) hopefully it's fiction um and then this week's question of the week carly do you believe that we can truly stop climate change um yes I just don't think that the governments um, in the world will take the steps necessary um, to actually do it because, you know, they got us drinking out of paper straws, but that's like mm-hmm. 0.001% of everything and that's causing climate change. But um, all of the big companies and the fossil fuels and all that stuff are actually what does it. But I don't think they're going to stop industry in order to save the planet, which sounds dumb as hell because it is. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they are. But scientists have actually been saying that there's a lot of things they can do, but we're just not. Unfortunately, it seems like everything is like, okay, it has to be this or capitalism. And so I don't see that ever really changing, like you said. So um, I think if anything, what continues to keep happening is this like faux sense of doing something, Mm -hmm. which is like, okay, let's do what we need to do to make the capitalism machine keep moving in a certain way that might be a little bit less damaging, but like, we're not going to stop it. So Good yeah. luck, kids. <laughs> Good luck, next generation. We'll be in our spacesuits soon. So yeah, shout basically, out to that. basically, get your oxygen ready. That's gonna be a commodity too soon. They already have oxygen bars they and do. stuff. So we'll see. But take care of yourselves. Hope you got something out of today's episode, and we will see you next week. Bye, y'all.